0: And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
3: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Been a fun fun show so far. We uh, reunited with Chris Maloney from Law & Order. We cleaned up that awkward moment that I had with him Saturday night at a restaurant in New York City. He's now my best friend. Jim Beheim, former Syracuse head coach, he cleared up the awkward, am I retired? You'll have to ask the school. And he said, no, they uh, just needed to clear something up. It took 30 minutes, and we were able to clear it up. And then uh, they announced that uh, I was not the... The head coach. Sounded like he was fine. Was in Detroit seeing his son, Buddy, who got to play for the Pistons and hit a three-pointer. Yes, Marv? Do we have anything awkward with Field Yates? Field Yates coming up. No, I don't think so. Let's Not yet. start something. Yeah. Bracket contest. Jim Beheim said he wanted to be in the bracket uh, contest. Make sure you join our million-dollar bracket challenge. And uh, you fell out of perfect bracket, danpatrick.com. You win a million dollars. Is he allowed to be in the bracket challenge, Paulie? Well, I didn't know
2: until he joined us that he still has a role at Syracuse University Athletic Department. My guess is he would have to get that cleared. I'd hate for his first uh, act as Ooh. Imba- program ambassador to be a uh,
0: violation. But, but Syracuse isn't in the tournament, right? I don't know. Hey, it's not our problem. If uh, Jim joins us, right, Todd? Others
4: have been fined before by saying or doing things on our show.
0: Fill out your brackets now. Get the official rules at danpatrick.com. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. All right. Uh, More phone calls coming up. We'll uh, check in with Field Yates, analyst for the mothership, about Lamar Jackson. He gets to talk to teams tomorrow. And then you have the Aaron Rodgers situation. Jacoby Myers left the Patriots. He's going to the Raiders. Alan Lazard might be uh, close to signing with the Jets, which former Packer uh, wide receiver. You already have Nathaniel Hackett, former Packers quarterbacks coach, and now all you're waiting for is Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Eden? It's kind of wild that a guy like Jacoby Myers gets paid like $11 million a year. Was it three years, $33 million? Yeah, yeah. And... I mean that's that's a nice number for a wide receiver. He's he's a good player. He's a good second receiver uh to DeVonte Adams and Jimmy Garoppolo could certainly use a few weapons there. You know, the Raiders, it's really about defense with the Raiders. Cuz the Raiders have been in the last what de- decade terrible. Like rarely better than 15th. And and so therefore that pressure you put on your quarterback like Derek Carr you better be great. You better put up big numbers because our defense isn't very good. Even though they went out, you know, Max Crosby is good, Chandler Jones, but you know, they don't they're not a good defensive team. And you're playing in that division, you gotta play some defense against those quarterbacks. Yeah, Seaton. But like Christian McCaffrey
5: gets, I think, sixteen a year. And Jacoby Myers gets eleven. And it's only because of the number, you know what I mean like he's the Christian McCaffrey is is an unbelievable weapon, but because he has RB next to his name, yeah he doesn't get paid like a
0: WR would. <laughs> and Odell Beckham, WR wants to get 20 million dollars a year. Yeesh. and I think that might be difficult. I don't want OBJ at 20 million dollars a year. but I don't know if Buffalo is going to bring him in. Uh, the Giants bring him in, Dallas brings him in. but there there's not a big uh, you know wide receiver market here. Jacoby Myers and uh, OBJ, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be traded. Question is, would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins or OBJ if you're the Cowboys? It was it might come down to that. But you know all the free agent signings, and uh, you know it's interesting because when your team gets somebody, you're really excited. You may not even know that much about him because you're going to go, he's a linebacker. He's a nickel. You're like, yeah, that's what we needed. And then you're going, "Uh, I don't know anything about him. Paulie came in. He was like, yeah, like what the Bears have done. I said, do you know who these players are? Yeah, Edwards. (laughs) Yeah. We got some Edwards guy. I heard he gets after the quarterback. Yeah. And then Paulie goes, you mean Edmonds? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter it was it it was close it was close that's why i said to paulie i said all right you're close you know don't worry about that uh who else uh, was brought over brought in that uh hargrave hargrove hargrave from the uh, eagles is a big deal uh, you know that's already a great defense with the 49ers He got a four year deal that to me was biggest you know the most impactful moment, you know, Jimmy G, the quarterback going to the Raiders. It's a lateral move, but it feels like it's a cheaper move to bring in Jimmy G. I mean, is Jimmy G or Derek Carr? I think most people would probably take Derek Carr over Jimmy G. Yes, Marv.
6: I did the same thing that uh, that Paulie did. I was like, all right, we got Hargrove. Okay, it's Hargrave. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. All right, good yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> Well, see, Edwards
2: is the other guy. they got yeah. Edmonds and Edmonds, Edwards. So Edwards. Yeah. they got all of them. Yeah, yeah let's get them all. <laughs> sign a bunch of guys. I don't care.
0: Uh, let's see. I've got the uh, next golf event on NBC and Peacock Golf Channel. It's uh, the Valspar Championship. That, of course, would be uh, in the dreaded snake pit, the closing holes there, coming up uh, this weekend. NBC, Golf Channel, and Peacock. Poll question for the final hour, Seton. Well, Dan, we put one up there. I didn't
5: get your approval, but since it was such hot news, probably the lead story, at least for us the last two days. Who was more at fault for the dinner incident, Dan Patrick or Chris Maloney? Oh, you want to guess?
0: Well, um, 71% say it to you. Sorry. Wait, how is it me when I went over? I was polite. I said, you know, hi, Chris, Dan Patrick, sportscaster, and put my hand up. Well, Dale in Indiana actually said it's really option C,
5: Jenny Batchy because old wounds still hurting your confidence well that is true That that's that's going deep but yeah. it, it may have started there
0: yeah I just never recovered for not having the confidence to ask her to prom yeah and now you can't really can't. like
5: throw your celebrity around no, with another celebrity that's no. where this has gone no
0: Yes, Tom. But you can
4: run the risk of over-assuming your relationship with him. You can't come in too strong, like as if you're buddies that went to college together or something like that. Well,
0: He was saying I needed to come in hot. I needed to come in with confidence. And I just, that that, that that's not me. No,
4: I think he ultimately could have just bailed you out. Hey, he Dan, thanks for coming by. Yeah, I when he that. said,
0: oh, okay. I mean, that, to me, it hinged right on that. That's where it turned. If he would have said, hey, Dan, my man, love, hey, miss you on Sports center then my girls, my daughters, would have been like, oh, he does not
2: like Yeah, Paul. It was clearly in Chris Maloney's head that he had not given you a full nice welcome because yes. he said when he got home for dinner, he asked his wife, did I kind of shine yes. Dan yeah. on? Did I not yeah. give it? And his wife said, no, you're fine. Uh-huh. So he was already feeling guilty and he of should. the rumored uh, snub. And, and he should.
6: Right. He, yes. Yes, Mark. Have your girls ever been shocked that a celebrity knew you?
0: Uh, like, huh,
6: you know, like he knows you. Cause it's not who you know; it's who knows you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I, I, I don't know somebody off the top of my head. But yeah, so they, many. We know, but I, you know, I've been very fortunate to be, you know, at the ESPYS and things like that, where you get to see, you know, actors or musicians. But you know, gotta have more confidence. That's it.
6: Yeah, more. Sorry, going back to yesterday. Yeah, my wife was just talking about you during the Oscars. So the in memoriam. Yeah. She goes, "Do you think Dan will make this?"
0: Well, I did ask Sandler that. <laughs> if uh, he goes, Danny, I, why I was you, like, "That's what you thought of?" <laughs> yeah, well, I've I've thought of that. That when I die, do they put me up there in memoriam? I mean, I hope. But I asked Sandler if you know he would take care of that, and he said he would. So I'm going to trust him.
2: Yeah, Paulie. <laughs> okay, there was an actor who's got a pretty darn good career who was left out of the in memoriam this year. Well, there
0: were two. There were several. I'll
2: throw yeah. one out there that I saw: Paul Sorvino. Yeah, he of course was in Goodfellas as Big Paulie uh, Cicero. Yeah, he was on like Law and Order. He was on Homicide. He's been on a bunch of different shows. He's been in movies. Yeah, how how do you, how does that one? Robert get by? Blake Beretta didn't make it. I think Robert Blake was on purpose. purpose yes. I absolutely <laughs> think that <laughs> was on purpose. Robert Blake was a. a child actor, very famous. Yeah. He was Beretta, very yeah. famous. Yeah. And he was accused of shooting his wife. And a lot of people think he got off when he was guilty. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like, mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to take the heat for leaving him off. Mm-hmm. Yes, I wonder if
5: that's why they let out, left off. Not that she, I don't know that she did anything really wrong, wrong, but Anne H., she was left off too.
0: But she, oh, yeah. Know, she drove through somebody's house. Yes, that's true. Yes, Todd.
4: Without adding too much to the morbidity of the conversation, because you know how much I love that, if you could pick a couple of clips, they always show you know, the person's name, and then they run a few clips with the in-memoriam. So what would you pick of your vast array of... Uh,
0: Probably partners? when I'm up there with Nicole Kidman and Jennifer Aniston making magic. Yeah. The, the only time that Paulie ever hugged me at when we went to see that movie... I knew nothing about the movie. The premiere, and the movie ended, and Paulie, and, uh, he was down... Uh, in a in, He was a couple rows in front of me. He walked up to me... And he put his arms out. I gave you a big bro hug. I, you did. I go. W- what are you doing? He yeah, goes, you're very. You were very good in that. I thought you nailed
2: the scene because Thanks. you had most of the lines, and they were kind of just reacting to your yeah. commentary.
0: No, I was making magic there. Yeah. Paulie Walnuts left off too, from the Sopranos. Oh, okay. no. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't on there either. All right. I teased this. Let me get to it. And I have a, a great source on this. Of are schools starting to think about having their own March Madness? The haves and the have-nots. They love Cinderella stories. I mean, that's really what March Madness is all about. You know, we get to a champion eventually, but it's about a Cinderella story. Like St. Peter's last year. There, There's always that team. George Mason, uh, Butler. And you're going, oh, this is great. And then you get to the Blue Bloods, and then they usually win the championship. But you have some schools that are better than some of these Cinderella stories, and but they don't make it. Now, Clemson did not make the tournament, and Jay, Jay Billis was talking about this yesterday. But you start to think about this, and this is the information I got. Bigger conferences are going to start wondering why they just don't build a tournament of their own, their own teams. That way, the Cinderellas will come from their conferences. And... Everything stays within the ranks of the haves. Uh, And you start to look at the tournament there. uh, They have a a transformation committee. And recently talked about expanding the tournament to up to 96 teams. And uh, from what my source said, it's an olive branch attempting to get the additional FBS teams into the tournament. As if, you know, they want to say, look, let's keep it here. Still going to have Cinderella stories. We're going to put in more schools like Rutgers and Clemson and Vanderbilt who could have made it this year. But you start to look at the college football playoff format and the media writes to this. You know, the evaluation of what you're going to make in these championship rounds here and the amount of money you're going to make, you keep it. You know, college football is not about the NCAA, it's about the college football, you know, selection committee. I mean, it's the networks who are, who are making this happen. You have major league baseball, minor league baseball, the NFL and the XFL, the NBA and the G League. Are you going to have college football and then a subset of that? The NCAA has, you know, fought the name, image, and likeness, and uh, you know they seem to fight rather than solve their largest issues over the last decade or so, but. Change could happen, and as my source said, that it could change college athletics again forever. That you would have the haves and the have-nots, and we've talked about this before with college football. I could see it going there, where let's say you have fifty schools, forty schools. Well, can you have relegation? I mean, you could really create a lot of interest at the top and the bottom. Schools drop out. North Dakota State comes in. You know, those things could happen. South Dakota State could, you know, come in. You have those, that drama. You have this in the Premier League, but you have that drama in there. But also, if you're going to say to these schools, these, you know, Power Five conference schools, like, why are we, you know, letting these other schools come into the tournament here? They're not as good as Clemson is for an entire year. They won their conference. Okay. Clemson's competing. You know, against you know, great talent every night. Or Vanderbilt in the SEC, Rutgers. Like, you're competing against quality teams every single night. Not We're the best team in that small conference, and because we won our conference tournament, we get to go to the tournament. This is something that's going to happen down the road. It's not if, but when. And Jay Billis touched on this yesterday, and then I followed up because I was really curious about what Jay was saying that these schools these conferences are are going you know this isn't right why can't why is that team not in and that team is in well they love the cinderella story and when you think about it the first two weeks of the tournament are all about the cinderella story after that pretty much ends because you can win one or two games maybe 3 but that's about it and then we go back to, and Kansas is going to play Kentucky. Or here's Duke or North Carolina. You know, the Blue Bloods then usually play for, you know, a championship. Now, you had the outlier with Butler a couple of times where they're playing for the national championship. But I can understand where Power Five conferences and how they're going to sh- be shaped, too. Like, what's the Big 12 going to be? What's the Pac-12 going to be? Big 10, are they adding even more? What's the ACC, the SEC? what are you going to do? And then what's that going to mean moving forward? Yeah, I'm pulling.
2: And you know, it'd be one of those things where when this is announced or when it's broached, people are like, "Oh, this is too big, this is too much." People complain about it, but then a year later when the tournament starts, we'll all be tuning into those games. It'll be like faux complaints.
0: Oh, it's like when, you know, we had uh, you know, 1 versus 2 in college football. And I kept saying, "Let's expand it a little bit here." And then People are like, oh, you don't need to expand it, you know, and then you expand it and nobody has a problem with it. And then now we're going to expand it even further. And we even moved the time frame up from 2026 to, you know, 2024. They broke all those contracts. Remember, they had contracts. Oh, they're never going to break those. Yeah, they are. They're sitting on a lottery ticket. And and that's why, just follow the money, because that's what this is all about. When I, my source said, look, They're going to try to implement this as early as 2023. And, you know, I had a lot of people said, that's not possible. They're not going to break the contract. They moved it. So it was 2024. And they did break the contracts because there was so much money here. Yeah, Paul. I don't remember the exact
2: year. It was early 80s when the NCAA tournament went from 32 to 64 teams. And I'm sure there's lots of complaints. You're going to ruin it. Did it ruin it? It made it one of the biggest sporting events in our country year
0: by year. And I remember saying, oh, you're going to get all these other schools and it's not going to be as good because every matchup, when there was 32 schools, felt like it was a great game. And that's 1985. And, and And you had great college basketball back then. I mean, you got Michael Jordan, you got Patrick Hugh. I mean, you had great matchups. And I thought, oh, no, what are they doing? They're letting everybody in. Now they really want to let everybody go up to 96 schools. Yeah, more.
6: Team 97 is going to be
0: pissed. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, let me let me take a break.
6: The playing game to the playing game yes. to the playing
0: game yes. and
2: then the tournament starts. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: All right. But it's get... not watered down. This is
5: great. <laughs> no, we, we, we want these schools in story.
0: Let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll get an update on Lamar Jackson hits the market tomorrow. Anybody going to be interested? And also, uh, is there any further word about Aaron Rodgers? When is Pat? Pat McAfee's show is uh, in about 40 minutes from now. And Rodgers is usually on Tuesday. For some reason, I believe that's where he makes his announcement. Whatever he's doing, it feels like you know he would he would do that on McAfee's show. Yes, he, it's the day I feel most comfortable, more <laughs> he should have a, in
5: myself.
2: a Packers hat, a Jets hat, and a big jug of ayahuasca. And he picks mm. one of them.
0: All right, take a break. We'll uh, we'll come back and talk about these issues after this Dan Patrick show. I don't know if they're issues, but. Uh, You ready for the underdogs, the upsets, all the action, DraftKings Sportsbook, biggest tournament, college basketball. It's here and right now. Bet just $5 on college basketball. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and round two of the tournament. And what you need to do, go get the app, opt in, place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign in using the code PATRICK. New customers can bet $5. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you use the code PATRICK. Fritzy,
4: 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms.
0: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
6: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying.
0: Whenever I see an NBA player put up a big night, I always go, did he play the Rockets? Well, Jalen Brown had 43 last night, and the Celtics played the Rockets. Once again, the gift that keeps on giving the Houston Rockets. But they did win. So Brown is the 13th different player to score at least 40 points in a game against Houston. (laughs) Clay Thompson did it twice. The 14 40-point games allowed is the most by any team in a single season in the last forty years.
3: This is the start of the day.
0: He's the co-host of Fantasy Focus Football podcast, ESPN NFL Insider. And uh, ESPN's NFL free agency coverage continues all this week with Field, Yates, and company, including a daily Sports Center special hosted by Field. And that's uh, today and tomorrow at 3 Eastern on ESPN, leading into NFL Live. And Field joins us now. Field, thanks for joining us. Let's recap yesterday. A lot of times we like to look at the shiny objects, quarterbacks, big names. Who won yesterday?
7: First of all, it's great to be on, Dan. It's also great that you would ask me about something that doesn't involve Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers, which has (laughs) occupied about 97% (laughs) of my brain space over the past, not just 24 hours, but really uh, the entire, uh, certainly going back to last week, maybe even before that, much of the offseason. Free agency is definitely one of those uh, exercises in which how things look at the outset can vary from how they look a year or two or three from right now. So, if three years from now, the people or the teams that I mentioned uh, have all been cut or turned out to be busts, I apologize in advance, but it's kind of what you sign up for when you discuss free agency. But I think yesterday, for looking at some of the big winners, I think that the Bears collectively got a lot better on defense and on offense as well. And this sort of stands to reason. They entered with the most cap space in the NFL, coming off of a three win season that included. 10 losses to finish up the year if you factor in not just the draft picks but also dj Moore and the trade down from pick number one this team is an obvious make a leap candidate for next year so the bears strike me as a winner and then the 49ers are a team that i did not anticipate not did not anticipate making a big splash in free agency but they made arguably the biggest splash of the day with javon hargrave and You might be thinking to yourself, they were the best defense in the NFL. Do they really need another defensive lineman? It might be a bit superfluous, but I suppose doubling down on your great strength can hopefully take you a step further than where you were this past year. They've got major question marks at quarterback, but I don't know how you're supposed to gain chunk yardage against the 49ers because – that defensive line is loaded, and it's matched by an awesome linebacker group and a very good secondary
0: team. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I thought that was the biggest signing so far that I, I didn't know that they were in the market for that, and you get him. And I thought he was an underrated beast for the Eagles there. And that's sometimes you look at these signings and you go, oh, okay, I'll file that away. And then you realize to make it a great team, you have to have a team. And, and when you get these guys and you go, wow, or that unit. Um, and they're able to buy the or, you know, afford these guys because you're not paying anything with your quarterbacks right now. So that's right. Yeah. You
7: and know, one of the most interesting competitions already for the quarterback spot, though, right? With the addition of Sam Darnold and then the uncertainty surrounding Brock Purdy's availability at the beginning of the year. He's just recently had surgery on that elbow that was obviously injured in the NFC Championship game. If he can't even throw until it sounds like best case scenario is sometime during training camp. Is it reasonable to expect him to be a week one starter? I don't know the answer to that. I think you throw Trey Lance into the mix who, you know, they moved at one point three picks to get all the way up to number three to take Trey Lance. But if you go all the way back to his college experience, which playing at North Dakota State, they had their entire season except for one game canceled during the initial COVID year. We're talking about a guy that, for all intents and purposes, has played like four games in about 1,000 days. We're yeah. talking about four real games of football, not even preseason action. So the Board of defensively, that sets the floor for them. But I think ultimately what will determine whether they can get back to where they were last year and win a Super Bowl is whether any of those quarterbacks can be good enough and healthy enough for the full season.
0: Explain the logic with the Raiders that you move on from Derek Carr and you bring in Jimmy G.
7: It's funny how much familiarity matters in life, right? And it, it, it permeates other industries for sure, but we see it all over the place in the NFL. And I'll use other examples to make the same point that I'll make about the Raiders, which is yesterday, the Falcons are one of the bigger spending teams in free agency. This is not the entire list, but amongst the players they added were David Onyemata, defensive tackle from the new Orleans saints and Caden Ellis, a linebacker from the new Orleans saints. Turns out the, Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot came from New Orleans. Same with their defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, who was hired like six weeks ago. Typically, you see teams pursue players they are familiar with and sometimes with a tax as well. You might overpay for things that you see value in that other teams don't necessarily see. But it applies to Las Vegas. A consistent theme for Josh McDaniels since taking this job is making this New England West. And there have been other examples of trying to replicate the Patriots model that have not worked at all. But he hired a GM in Dave Ziegler, who was in the Patriots front office. His coaching staff is littered with play, with coaches that came directly from New England. Or both of his coordinators were at one point on the Patriots staff. And then the roster's got plenty of guys with New England ties. And Jimmy G entered the league with the Patriots, as we all know but did it again with Jacoby Myers, who they just signed to a three-year deal worth $11 million per season. It's economically a, lit more, a little bit more manageable to have uh, this current contract for Jimmy G than Derek Carr's deal. It's about a $30-ish million dollars payday for Jimmy G, maybe more like 27 28 depending on how many incentives he hits, as opposed to Derek Carr, which was closer to $40 million. Uh, but it's a familiarity thing more than anything. He knows Jimmy G. He knows the, the the way he operates, the kind of player he is. And I think that Josh McDaniels has more confidence that there will be harmony because, well, it wasn't perfect last year for Derek Carr. I don't look at last season up until he got benched as an abject failure either. I think the offense was, for the most part, okay. They just couldn't close on defense, and they kept finding crazy ways to lose in some incredibly memorable fashion.
0: We're talking to Field Yates, ESPN NFL insider. The uh plan B for the Jets. Let's say they don't get Aaron Rodgers. And I know yeah. Trey Wingo is reporting that this the deal is done, but if they don't get him, then what happens?
7: It's probably one of the, the questions that I've been asked, uh, both solicited and unsolicited over the past twenty-four hours the most is you know, people around the NFL are wondering, and and, and if Aaron doesn't go to New York? what exactly happens and to be clear and uh, I've I've I'm trying to not do any shows this week that are taped because five minutes from right now whatever (laughs) I say could change with Aaron Rodgers yeah but as of right now it certainly seems like Aaron Rodgers is headed for the Jets not only has there been plenty of momentum independent of anything else happening with other players around the NFL but Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb or all of a sudden on the Jets radar kind of has like the Kevin Durant slash Kyrie Irving vibe when they go to the Brooklyn Nets and all of a sudden all their their friends are on the radar as well um but if Aaron Rodgers opts for retirement or something else and I don't really think something else isn't playing for the Packers is on the table Mm -hmm. then I think the Jets are going to find themselves in a heap of trouble I think people will assume they would try to make a push for Lamar Jackson I will remind everybody that If you're going to try to sign lamar jackson you have to construct a contract that baltimore won't match which is very hard to do
0: but that's what makes me wonder and and i've suggested this whether it could come to fruition but if i'm daniel snyder and i'm on my way out and i want to give a you know middle finger to the other owners i bring in lamar jackson and i give him a five-year 240 million dollar guaranteed contract get my $7 billion from Jeff Bezos, and I say, see ya, I'll be in the south of France. I kind of like the idea,
7: and I have heard it, a lot of my Commanders fans' friends have reached out and wonder as much as well. It would certainly, uh, I would think it would alter, maybe not that much, but at least a tiny bit, the legacy of Dan Snyder in the eyes of Commanders <laughs> fans, right? That would be an incredible parting gift to leave the franchise with I think the commanders are probably going to run into the same restrictions that we discussed with the Jets, though, is that it will be very difficult for them to agree to a contract with Lamar Jackson that the Ravens would be de-incentivized to match. And I know that this is minutia and kind of... Well, the Ravens category. won't match that. The Ravens aren't going to match that. Well, the, 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 nerdom, the, the nerdy part of this is that if Lamar Jackson signs an offer sheet with somebody else, which again, that's a big if, but if he were, the Ravens would have five full business days to match or not match that deal. And they would take their entire time, the entire window to decide on that, which would hold up the other team's order of operations. They would no longer like that. That money would be counting against their salary cap, even if the Ravens were to not match the deal. So uh, as much as it's an, it's it's tantalizing for a team that would love to add a unanimous MVP and one of the great running quarterbacks ever in the league, uh, I do think that the, the details and the semantics that go into it make it a bit more difficult of a business transaction than fans would like for it to be.
0: Okay, but when Joe Burrow comes up and yeah. Justin Herbert comes up, <clears throat> I got to believe if I'm their agent, I'm starting at Deshaun Watson's number. It's
7: gonna be the really fascinating one because you're right. Um, if those players are stacking their credentials up to Deshaun Watson's credentials, then I think they would probably say, especially in the case of Joe Burrow, who has led his team to the playoffs excuse me, twice, including the Super Bowl once, that I think they're probably gonna say, if you're Joe Burrow and his representation, why don't we deserve exactly what Deshaun Watson got and more? Sure. Whether you agree with this or not, I do believe that the Bengals counterpoint or counter would be, that's fine. But just a couple of years ago, I guess three off seasons ago now, Patrick Mahomes, who had already won a Super Bowl, did not get a fully guaranteed contract. Two years ago, Josh Allen, who is at least in the same breadth, if not you know the same tier as Joe Burrow, maybe above Justin Herbert, signed a deal for $43 million per year that had like $100 million guaranteed. Yeah. So um, I think that what's clear is players and representation are going to use the Deshaun Watson deals as the baseline. Teams are going to continue to push back with the rest of the quarterback market, not including Deshaun Watson.
0: If you ran the Carolina Panthers, who are you taking?
7: If I ran the Carolina Panthers, it'd be Bryce Young. I, and I say as of right now, and we're what? So about six weeks away from the draft. Um, and you have to be very careful taking anything that is said or whispered <laughs> with much more than a grain of salt. Uh, but I would say that more people that I have talked to who have offered up an opinion believe that CJ y- Stroud is a more likely number one overall pick than Bryce Young for the Panthers. Mm. But I think that what's clear is if, each of the top four quarterbacks in this year's draft were built identically in terms of physical stature. Bryce Young would be number one on all 32 teams' boards, but the five foot ten, 204 foot frame—and by the way, that 204 pound frame, pound frame, I should say—that was like after a concerted effort in the three weeks leading up to the combine to get him up to that weight. That's the concern. That is what people are losing sleep over right now if they are doing the evaluation of Bryce Young. And I've heard everybody that follows college football tell me it didn't impact him at Alabama. That's correct. He also played behind a five-star offensive line at basically every position. And Aaron Donald doesn't play in the SEC, right? And Chris Jones doesn't, or at least does not now, play in the SEC. He did during his college days. And if you're 100 pounds or 125 pounds lighter, than a defensive tackle, and he comes bearing down on you. I get it. Not like any quarterback is exactly the size of Chris Jones, but you know Josh Allen might be 50 pounds heavier than Bryce Young, right? It's just a different level of body armor that these quarterbacks who are built at a much more sort of Greek god-like stature possess than Bryce Young. But um, I think C.J. Stroud maybe has a higher floor because of some of the, in some ways, not always, but in some ways has a higher floor or at least less risk, I should say, because Mm -hmm. there's just not the same fear about a potential hit that could leave him in a whole bunch of pain and potentially banged up just because of his size.
0: Good to talk to you, Field. I uh, know you're a busy guy. Uh, Have fun later today. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. That's Field Yates ESPN NFL Insider. Their free agency coverage continues all week. Uh, Sports Center hits and uh, today and tomorrow at 3 Eastern leading into NFL Live. We'll take a break. Last call for phone. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
5: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Balls. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies.
6: There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
0: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is.
1: And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
5: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See
2: Amazon.com
0: slash Amazon Prime for details.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Of course it wasn't on air.
0: Breaking news. Fascinating story. And he was talking about how his mother thought that he was so ugly when he was a baby that she would always tell people that the baby's sleeping when they would say, oh, can we see the baby? Take me
4: for a walk in the carriage, and then uh, anyone wanted to see the baby, she'd always tell them I'm sleeping, so she shouldn't have to show her ugly kid to people.
0: And, but, but she told you that she did this?
4: Yes. Years later, she informed me that she would tell people that uh, I was sleeping, so she wouldn't have to show my face. Wow. And I was considered the favorite of the three of us. I have an older brother and younger sister. That was surprising. Wow.
0: Yeah, Paul.
2: Nobody thinks they have an ugly baby. Other people can think it and can't say it, but nobody who has a baby thinks their baby is not the most gorgeous thing in the world.
0: No, I um, I had one of my kids. You know that we were like, you know, she's she's gonna eventually get hair. She didn't have hair for the first uh, three years, like a phase. Yeah, All three years,
2: three years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, you know, they'd go, "Oh, how old is he?" And I go, uh, it, "It's a she," and. uh She's uh, she's three. Yes. He, and then let me
5: guess. All of a sudden, somebody gets some hair, yeah. starts acting up a little bit. Birthday parties start getting no, canceled. before. no, no, at four. No, no, <laughs>
0: no, That that's not my youngest. Oh, oh okay. My, my oldest daughter. Yeah, she looked like Tweety Bird in the uh, cartoon. And uh, but the youngest. No, no. The youngest who got her birthday parties canceled. No. That's, <laughs> Man, that's, I thought I found a real correlation no, there. No.
6: Crack the case. No. But.
0: No. 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 No.
6: Oh, that's amazing.
0: Three for three. No, four. No, 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 no.
6: Your daughter that got the birthday parties canceled three years? Four. Four. Buffalo Bills. Yeah,
5: yeah. What was it? Seven, uh, four, four, five, five six, six, seven. seven. You yeah. canceled a four-year-old's birthday party. And a five-year-old. And a five-year-old. And, and a seven-year-old. Seven-year-old.
0: What was the eighth birthday like? Was it just like, did, was it Mardi Gras? No, I think either, she either on her seventh locked herself in the bathroom and didn't come out and we blew out the candle without her, candles without her. Or it might have been her eighth, where we had people over. We we just went on with the party, <laughs> but she locked herself in the bathroom, wouldn't come out. We're like, "All right, Molly, we're gonna we're gonna blow out the candle. Happy birth!" You know, she stayed in the bathroom.
6: Yeah, Marv. Would you have had more kids if your fourth wasn't a tough one?
0: If my fourth was my first, we wouldn't have had any more. She, <laughs> you know what? When my other kids who were older were afraid of her. Like they, my youngest scared my older children. She was tough. She's tough. Beautiful, beautiful woman now. But man, oh man. She used to bite him right in the stomach. She'd just like waddle along and all of a sudden if you weren't paying attention, she'd bite her, you know, sisters right in the stomach. She's tough. She's tough.
6: <laughs> you did the right thing then.
0: yeah. Yeah, you know the kids get they they get that bite
5: and they start shaking because they're really bleeding into you. Yeah. you know they go like, Ugh. yeah, dang yeah. man. Yeah,
0: they gonna right. take
4: them for tetanus shots and everything.
0: A thrasher, thrasher shark there. Um, okay, let's see. This day in sports history, Paulie, what do you have?
2: Wilt Chamberlain in 1962 Overrated. played every single minute of the game for 47 straight games. And the next day, he took the a couple minutes off. Okay, here's a quiz. In 1967, NFL and AFL held the first common draft. The two leagues merged in 1970. The first player taken in that draft in 1967 was blank. Defensive lineman Bubba Bubba Smith, Smith. out of Michigan State. Yeah, loop. Right. Act, actor too. Here's one, Dan. I hate to bring up 1972, the Cincinnati Royals the NBA. So
0: they moved. left. They left to, to go to Kansas City. Yeah, that was a tough one, huh? Kansas City, Omaha Kings. Oof. They took Nate Archibald away from me. On this date, 1965, Bill Russell scored 20 points. He also grabbed 40 rebounds as the Celtics uh, picked up a victory. Uh, let's see. On this date, I was at this game, 1981, St. Joe's knocks off DePaul NCAA Tournament. Oh, that is a kick in the The University of Dayton Arena. A couple missed free throws at the end. Also, exactly one year later, DePaul loses in the second round to Boston College. The third straight year of losing in the second round is a number one seed. Oh,
2: uh, little polypaps was so sad. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. Johnny in Pittsburgh. Hi, Johnny. What's on your mind today? Hey,
3: Dan, 6'3, 252. All right. So you've had a rough week of self-deprecation and have your chops busted about the Chris Maloney thing. You've taken it in good stride. So okay. I want to end this without busting your chops and actually give you some props on the on the Bayheim interview because what people may not realize is that Bayheim is very picky on where he goes and he definitely plays favorites with the media. So I thought it was awesome that he chose your platform um, to come out today. So you deserve props on that. And for people who don't know, and I realized this when I moved to Pittsburgh um jim isn't <laughs> polarizing isn't the right word for bad it's it's either hate or or kind of like when you get out of syracuse but what <laughs> when i was a child i was a part of his youth basketball program he gave so much back to that community and what a lot of people also don't realize is that upstate new york doesn't have a real pro team so like the states of west virginia or alabama oklahoma etc people live and die by syracuse basketball and so I know this isn't going to get a ton of run outside the country. I know a lot of people don't like Bayheim, but you've got to see his human side on your, on your interview, and I just want to give you props for that and for bringing him on and letting him clear the air. So- Thank
0: you, Johnny. Yeah. I uh, had an uh, interesting relationship with him, but I've known Jim for over 30 years. And the first time I really got a chance to talk to him, Kevin Costner would always do a Final Four party in, in the city of the Final Four. And it would be just all coaches. And I had a chance to talk to Jim Beheim, just having a beer. And, you know, I was there when the Big East, you know, covered the Big East back in the early 80s. And I, I just thought, you know, the guy was interesting and I had a good sense of humor. And you could you could go back and forth with him. And, uh, you know, congrats for him. For everything he's done, college, community, and certainly uh, that community of Syracuse. What did you learn today, Todd?
4: Speaking of Coach Beheim, he feels like there's a 200-pound weight off of him now that he's no longer coaching.
0: I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome at the end of your first year. They automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Everything, double. Trips, restaurants, all double. See the terms, check it out for yourself, discover.com slash match. A lot of fun today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the phone calls, the emails, the tweets, the all-around support. We're going to try to do it better tomorrow here on the Dan Patrick Show. Have a great day, everybody. One more item as we close out the show, every great day starts the night before. And that means did you get a good night's sleep. You can hear the energy in my voice. I've been going strong for three hours, entertaining a nation. I could go another three hours. Proven quality sleep, you get more energy, more muscle mass, and improved muscle memory. How about this? Eight out of ten couples prefer different mattress firmness. Sleep Number Smart Bed. You can adjust the firmness on each side. It's two beds in one. How about the Climate 360 Smart Bed? Actively cools and warms on each side. Keeps you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. If you're like Seton and your partner snores, Sleep Number has a solution for that as well. (laughs) Save my marriage, Dan. (laughs) I have you to thank. Sleep Number's lowest prices ever. $1,200 can be saved on the Sleep Number 360 i10 smart bed plus special financing for a limited time only at sleep number stores or sleepnumber.com slash patrick subject to credit approval see sleepnumber.com for details
5: at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field